0: For almost a decade on my TV show, Interview with Ed, I've been interviewing extra dimensional beings and consciousnesses from a number of different realms. Many of my questions have been answered, but with every answer comes more questions. Join me on my ongoing quest to find out who are we, why are we here, and where are we going? All right, here we are. Another Sunday morning, afternoon, depending on where you're at. Evening, perhaps. And uh, we've got the wonderful Rob Gauthier. Uh,
1: Gauthier, Gothier, you know, there's different pronunciations. What do you prefer, Rob? It doesn't matter to me. I've uh, My family, I grew up with Gauthier, but um, our family up north in uh, the UPM, Michigan, also oh, so Gauthier. Oh, yeah, Gauthier, that's right. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, there's a thousand ways, a thousand dialects of French and then you try Americans to do it and it's even worse. I'd be both your spine.
0: Okay. Awesome. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Super glad to have you on the call on this Sunday and super excited just to catch up because, you know, even though you and I have talked over uh, years that it's been, I can't believe it's been so many years now. I think I was just telling you before we got on here that I rewatched the Trev interview yesterday, uh, just to, you know, refresh myself. And I have to say it's it is probably my most favorite interview of all season one.
1: Yeah, no, I'm glad to be here. Uh, I, I've always considered you a good friend, and um, I really love how much you put your energy into community. It's something that I think the larger community, the channeling New Age metaphysical community, doesn't always do the best. And a lot of people you know, say that and talk about it, but you're doing it, and it's a really important thing. Uh, you know me, and Kalina, I've uh, always been, Focus towards community and the community, and it's been a while since we did. I can't believe it. I think yeah. you shot, didn't you shoot it in twenty fifteen. I think, yeah, uh, yeah, it was like that was early
0: on in in my uh, channeling journey. Yeah, twenty fifteen, right? Because right. that's I released the first episode. I think I, you were like the third or fourth interview I did, and uh, you know, and and just prior to that, we had did the the event in in Asheville that you had put on right so so that was sort of one of the i was sort of me checking it out checking you know you and trev out and i tell i think i've shared the story with um uh, audience about my apprehensions with reptilians you know at the time and and then we had that bro moment on outside um on the on the roof i kind of was like um uh, during our rained out ce5 i was like uh you know rob i gotta come clean you know i was a bit skeptical I'm sorry, I, I doubted and didn't trust, and, um, or, you know, whatever I had my watchful eye on that day. Um, but uh, you and Treb and, and, uh, the entities you bring through are, have way proven themselves to me. I'm sure to many of the audience members that, uh, you know, this is some legit high vibration stuff, you know, really, really spot on information that has been key in, in understanding you know what's happening this wild world that we're this wild transition that we're in the middle of so you know just super grateful for for your work robin for for the the beans that you bring through and and the clarity in which they speak and uh the understandings that they've given me to help formulate the vocabulary and formulate the ideas around the show and other channelers too you know it's this is it's I think everybody has their, their puzzle piece and a unique way of uh, disseminating the information or sharing it. And I think the beauty of my show is the different channelers, as like yourself, have come in at the perfect timing to give me just the right nugget of understanding to lead me to the next interview, to lead you to the next interview. And then each one, the vocabulary and the awareness uh, expands and gets bigger and bigger. And then uh, now it's, you know, where it is now. I feel like I can go deeper with the questions. I can go deeper with um, the concepts and ideas because, uh, again, those early interviews, especially yours, is really setting the foundation.
1: Yeah, it it was a beautiful transition to watch your own uh, kind of keeping an eye on Trev and everything. I remember when you told me that. I wasn't shocked, but I I was uh, happy to hear you sharing it with me. Not a lot of people who kind of put their feelers out or put their toes in the water. Anywhere around uh, Trev with the reptilian thing is definitely, uh, for me, it's fun to watch because I I remember feeling the same way, uh, experiencing, seeing Trev and then walking through a journey of getting to meet him and get him to know. Uh, So then plus, then you hear the, the horror stories about reptilians around everything. And um, so it was fun for me to watch that, but also watching you grow from your own stance. Because when I first met you, I was like, this guy is making, knows what he's doing. Uh, highly professional. He's, he's wonderful at the interviews. He knows all the great questions to ask. Camera work, editing, just you, you packaged it so beautifully to be able to share these messages. And then watching as the years go by, just getting better and better and better at it. And uh, I think that's reflective of everybody who does what they love and who stick with it um, yep, and, and kind of keep it up. But it, it was amazing. I appreciate that. And uh, being a part of the journey on that part of my journey wasn't a part two. Uh At that point in my life, I was going through a huge transition. I had just started going from channeling more or less uh part-time into a full-time thing mm-hmm. and at that time the energy was pouring in for me too um that's when I first started channeling if more regularly um that's when I started meeting Metatron and the Neha Collective, collective. Um, so it was huge huge explosion uh of my own understanding too and, and that's what I think was was the beautiful part we kind of grew together in that time um both of us oh. understanding more and more you know Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's,
0: yeah, it's 2015. Um, you know, it's, it seems when you say it like that, it's like, wait, that was like seven years ago. Right. So Now, um, it seems like a long time, but it also felt like it just went by in a flash. Like, you know, we're, I remember when, uh, when, when COVID first hit and you and I, you know, we got on the phone a couple of times. We're like, man, what is happening to the world right now? <laughs>
2: What is going on?
0: Uh, you know political stuff, you know, even though we're both of us aren't really that political, we're just like looking at the political uh, arena and how ridiculous all that stuff was going on, and we're just like, man, oh man, oh man and and our and our community and how divided uh, different uh, people and different we're taking different stances on different things so it was uh it's been it's been an interesting ride to have the extra dimensional perspective right on 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 all of this um and just the constant uh the tools you know talk about sharpening your knives or your axe right and getting it ready for um i don't want to say battle but you know for 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 work right to chop the trees um that uh you know the timing of the show um many people didn't really uh come onto the show until I released it, which was, uh, I think what 2018 or 19 was season one. And then season two was just getting going, uh, as, as COVID was, was, we were just starting COVID as I think the first, I think I remember the first episode aired, uh, while I was in Hawaii doing a retreat, um, Charmaine was there and, um, uh, then, uh, I think the first episode was Daryl aired and then, and then we were in COVID. So it was like the perfect COVID uh, series, season two interview <laughs> with Ed.
2: Um,
0: anyways, yeah, it's, I mean, timing wise, this has all just been very magical, uh, to, to get access to this information and for, for it to get out to, to a bigger audience. I was going to ask, um, since the Gaia uh, release, did have you gotten uh, more inquiries and and more people sort of like reaching out to
1: you? Uh, yeah, by by quite a bit. Uh, okay. Yeah, I and I never had really used the uh, the standard, the followers or subscribers or anything um, as a standard of of growth for for the community that I'm in, and mm-hmm. because I know people come from all different corners. Uh, but just saying YouTube alone, a substantial amount of growth came um, right for 2018. Probably uh, uh, probably at least 25% of all the people yeah. who subscribed to my YouTube channel came from that time forward. And most of the new people I meet say, hey, you know, I, I saw your thing from an interview with that. And I actually posted on Facebook today, you know, hey, if you guys love this, I'm going to be over there and give them the links mm. and stuff and i had the the only comments is oh yeah that's where i first saw your your thing you know and these are people i didn't even think about it from those terms because these people have been around all the time now for the last couple of years i see them every live stream i do they're in my discord they're in my patreon so i'm just used to seeing them there and then the reminder of that and it's funny because by the time they accepted it this was already three you know four years before that and um Cause I think it was actually 2014 probably at the end of 2014 or like fall, uh, when, when we shot it and then 2015 is when you released, I think,
0: I think it was 2015 summer and then, yeah, it was anyways. Yeah. Somewhere in 2015.
1: Yeah. 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 Cause it, I remember 2015 was a very memorable year for me too, because that's when my dad passed. Um, so I knew it was before that, um, by a little ways. Um, so right. Seeing these people coming in from this energy that was expressed that long ago, it's kind of uh, humorous to see how time's been breaking down anyway. But through this whole experience, you know, it, it's funny with the pandemic, people in our community were freaking out. But it's something that I had, you know, heard about for a long time. By the time 2021, 2020 came along, I was expecting some things to pop off anyway, because a uh, trip artist artists have been talking about, you know, 2012 not being what everyone thought it was. It was just right. like the center of a larger cycle. And that cycle extended nine years before nine years after, uh, and nine years after 2012 is 2021. Um, so they'd been talking about this for like a decade before that. So I knew something was coming. I just didn't know uh, exactly what it would look like. And, Trev and aren't the kind that say, hey, this is what's coming. You know, reach out. They're type one beings, so they don't really do that. Um, Plus, you know, we're creating differently all the time. So even if they said 10 years ago, hey, here's what's coming, all of us create a million different things from that point to then anyway. It's going to shift everything. Um, But it was nice to see, um, even though it, it was a bit painful to see how people reacted, And what happened, it was nice to see people, at least people who had been off in the sidelines or people who've been uh, not communicating or connecting with other people. At least they were speaking their own truth. Uh, At least Mm -hmm. they were trying to do something for the betterment of others, Um, even though it it came came out really rough. I think that happens, though, when people suppress so much of themselves because that's what society tells you to do or that's what life tells you to do. And then all of a sudden you get this gigantic thing that comes up and, and you feel so mo- motivated to act or share yeah. or do something, you know, because I think people felt helpless. So they felt they had to do something. Right. Uh, and what do you have left to do when you're locked in your house and you can't do anything. And if you say the wrong thing, you can get kicked off at the only place where all of your family across the world can communicate with you and all of these things. Right. Um, but it was, it was intense and it was a bit insane. And um, I knew it was coming. And when it came, I didn't, I, I really didn't figure it would play out exactly like that. But I am glad that it came because yeah, yeah. it showed that we're ready to go to the next step.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, the lessons have been so rich and deep, you know, and we're, we're, we're in and now, you know, uh, and, and, and talk about uh, an acceleration of, you know, your Jedi training. What better? <laughs> what better way to, uh, sort of, you know, compress the coal somebody on social media, you know, was talking about, was just talking about like trying to, you know, my, I share on social media, on, on Twitter, my, the ideas that have come through the strongest through the shows and, 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 um, the interviews, including yours is, you know, individual sovereignty and independence, um, and collective acceptance, uh, or an individual acceptance as well, you know, non-judgment of others, uh, forgiveness, compassion, uh, acceptance of others, of who they are, where they're at. You know, these are the core messages that I feel come through all of the, uh, channeling, uh, interviews that I do. And so I just, you know, piggyback on that. If I find a meme or if I find something that's like puts that message out, I'm like, that's my main message is to just try to uh, be in that frequency of, of, sovereignty and uh owning your truth and um all of those things and then somebody wrote back i think they were in russia and they were um sort of like saying easier said than done um and which is absolutely true i think you know if you're if you're in uh whatever country or or uh society or or place you're at you kind of have to conform to those ways um but again i think my knee-jerk reaction response was like you know uh, compress coal and you make a diamond, right? So I feel, in a sense, uh, all of humanity is in this this compression phase right now, where we're we're getting formed. The diamond is starting to form now because so much is just being like pressure. We're uh, like being in the pressure cooker, you know, for economies. And uh, again, we 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 do have it kind of easy in America, even though we're kind of complaining about a bunch of stuff, but. Uh, <laughs> Which you know are valid complaints. I agree. I think we do have a lot to complain about. But uh, other countries, you know, Sri Lanka, uh, um, Turkey, you know, they're just all over the world. This uh, big big shifts are happening. Um, You know, Nigeria just finds you know trillions of dollars worth of gold on the good side
2: wow i didn't hear about that
0: yeah el salvador you know adopting bitcoin and their gdp is going up so this this polarity of some, some countries adopting certain patterns or ways of doing things and, and and not doing so well and then other countries doing things differently and are doing well so it's 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 all over is just all over is all over it, it's 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 everywhere there's there's a different spectrums of of everything mm-hmm. happening all over the world so we're in this um this uh storm and uh and it's it's fascinating to to watch and to participate in uh because like i said i think we're our, our our jedi skills are getting uh you know honed in uh tune in especially this community um tuning into these these higher concepts i don't even know if that's the way to say it but the um you know Compared to your typical average day Joe, right? These are not the conversations that people are usually going, you know, go down to the pancake house and let's talk about, you know, beings from extra, extra dimensionals uh, helping us with the shift. That's, I, I don't know. It's my usual Sunday, you know, breakfast conversations, but I don't know
2: if the rest of America, or the rest of the
1: world. It, you know, it's amazing. Every time I, I go out in public, uh, you know, I notice something that has shifted. Mm-hmm. and uh i have these uh shirts that my friend made for me and well which i have an artist some of the art that you've seen throughout the years uh from Vashta and eduardo and uh, so i've got them on and i'm going out in town and, and someone's like oh my god what is that shirt with trip uh you know the one with the pink background that you like um and i was like it's trev he's a, a fifth density uh reptilian human hybrid and they're like whoa man that's crazy that's beautiful you know and then we start talking about ets and it goes down and you know some i i've gotten into two or three conversations in the last six months in kalamazoo michigan which is like uh there's a lot of great people here don't get me wrong but it's just not in touch with the energy like if you go to sedonia pretty much you can go anywhere and talk about it and you know in, in southwest uh Uh, California there's a a large population but Michigan it's just not as many people right 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 are into it so you know I'm talking to at least three people while grocery shopping uh, conversation started by my shirt and they're talking about you know I think a lot of those uh, aliens come into earth and I think they're trying to help us some way you know and I know they're from higher dimensions so how do they communicate it's like telepathy oh that makes so much sense and we have a meaningful conversation which normally I can't do, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty grounded guy. I could talk equally about, uh, you know, the economy as I can, uh, extra dimensional contact and, right. you know, whatever. Um, and a lot of people in our community appreciate that. But when I'm finding more people talking about these things that normally are just reserved for our community, it's nice. Um, and, you know, as much as people are boohooing the whole, uh, same with, um, the UFO, uh, meetings and stuff at Congress. I think it's a step up because people yep. are seeing things they never saw before yep. as a possibility.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I, uh, I, I have the same message. I tell people I'm like, until it take, it's going to eventually it probably will take that turn to the dark side. Uh, but we're not there yet. So just celebrate the disclosures and, uh, and, and enjoy the, um, the world uh coming to terms that you know something not from this world exists and it's flying around um you know and my buddy jeremy corbell is a big uh proponent of that and uh is out there you know you see him in the media nowadays everywhere um and you know are, is there an alternative agenda most likely yes i would say absolutely uh but we're not to that point yet where we can definitively say okay this guy is uh, a disinfo guy or this guy is this i know my buddy jeremy i trust him like like he is he's solid so i know if if he's getting uh putting out messages that are you know of the uh, nefarious type or whatever he's not doing that intentionally he's you know he's all about independence and sovereignty and in uh curiosity you know his his claim his his um message is like weaponize your curiosity right so uh and a lot of people give them give them crap but um
1: but uh,
2: again not your
1: friend who did the ufo um uh trial or the uh senate the ufo senate thing he he
0: helped yeah he helped out with that and he also um uh directed the bob lazar film he was in that yes so and he's been really good friends with with George Knapp. Maybe I should get Jeremy on one of these calls, actually. That would be fun. Right. I um, great. <laughs> so, but yeah, yeah. So, but he's been, you know, he's right now um, sort of the go-to guy for the media in uh, taking questions or, about what's happening as he sort of established himself as this, um, uh, you know, uh, talking head or, or, or authority um, as an investigator um and the military he's got some military contacts um that also have been feeding him videos and information behind the scenes um and leaking stuff because you know he's a trusted individual so so he's been a lot of the videos that we see out on the media right now of the ufos and different things are are uh, due to his uh, due diligence in getting
1: that out to the public so yeah, I have seen them doing some interview rounds too and it's pretty fascinating that one one person has uh, a good impact on the community because the UFO community itself if it stood on its own as an independent uh, a force or uh, it's so mixed with good and bad and it's so mixed with um positive minded and negative minded people um it's nice to have someone in there who wants to connect with that energy of, of hey let's get the truth out there uh, and let's find the truth at any cost um, a lot of people i i think a lot of people just in general the earth is a compromising place you know mm-hmm. you, you want something and you feel like resistance is there so you're like maybe i could do this instead and the uncompromising force behind his energy at least how it seems from my perspective um, I don't know him personally, but has been really exciting to watch because um, I've seen him do the interviews. When you said Bob Lazar, it snapped into place. I'm like, I know exactly what you're talking about because uh, I saw him doing the rounds for the Bob Lazar movie, too, or the documentary. Um, so it is. I'm glad you know him because it's a helpful person to have when it comes to disclosure field and, and how close we're getting to that level. You know? yeah he
0: he doesn't share my my interest in you know the, talking through the channelers and this and in, and in, in kind of uh ideas but he also doesn't uh shun or shame me in that sense either he doesn't like oh we we can't be friends kind of thing he's like you know ruben's doing his thing i'm doing mine i respect what he does you know and we have this mutual um uh respect for our p- positions and our um roles that we are playing in, in in sort of the disclosure field and, and me, you know, having conversations with guys like you, and then him having conversations with, you know, former pilots and, 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 um, Congress members or that, that sort of thing. That's his sort of, we've taken on our roles and we're, we're, uh, we, we respect each other. And I think that's the, the way to the best, the healthiest, um way to go about uh all the stuff that's happening in the world right now is just like everybody's got their role and um and just because the role is different doesn't mean that that person is any less trustworthy or you know uh, uh on doing bad things or or anything like that so we're you know a lot of there are a lot of people intentionally doing nefarious things but um you know, it's all about how you go about it. And I just saw an interview, uh, just before getting online here. Um, uh, Jeremy was on some TV show just talking about his passion of, you know, the UFO stuff. And that's why he does it. And he's like, I don't get paid. I get paid for my movies and stuff, but doing these media, uh, um, uh, you know, he's every day he's doing some news program He's like, I don't get paid for any of this stuff. I just do it because I love it and it's fun. And, and to educate the, the masses on uh, the fact that we're being engaged by some sort of uh, extraterrestrial or higher intelligence or wh- whatever your label you want to put on it. Mm-hmm. Like it it's super fun to be uh, at the forefront of this um,
1: conversation. That's the thing. uh he's living that through excitement just like uh you are. And that's why both of you are doing well in your fields as far as recognition and as far as being an intricate part of that system. Um I I agree. The the whole thing that twenty 2020, twenty, twenty twenty-one taught me even more is not to uh, as much as I've always tried to not judge, as always much as I've tried not to to respect another person's perspective um it made it even stronger of a desire through that time seeing um i've had friends who, who were friends for half a decade uh friends who were in the same field as we are Um just like no i'm not talking to you anymore because i didn't see the same things they saw in the politics and the world events all right. and all the things going on um Regardless of it, you know, it sounds like your relationship with Jeremy is a lot like mine with my friend uh William, who's been not William from Fincastle Underground, the guy who does the Patreon, but another guy, a guy who I'm bringing on my radio show uh, actually this coming week. Oh. He's been a friend of mine since I was four; we grew up together. So he got to see me in my my worst of worst. He was there with me uh, during my times of violence growing up. he'd you know, he was doing part of the violence with me. He saw my drug addiction. He saw my newly, uh, present fatherhood with my son. Um, so literally this guy is like a brother. He grew up with me, um, staying at each other's houses all the time. Like his parents, I call mom and dad and vice versa. Mm. Um, so he doesn't, you know, he, he, he still isn't sure, you know, if I am a little crazy or a lot of crazy, um, but we still have that thing. He's very much into the UFO field and very much yeah. into the evidence-based. But we come to that same conclusion, you know? Mm-hmm. You do what you do. I do what I do. We still love each other as a person. And we're still going to do what excites us. And there's a mutual respect there. I think more people should have that. Totally,
0: totally. Yeah, it's, 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 it, it is it's a... a it, it's proof that you don't have to be on the same page and still be friends with somebody because... Because you can find the under underlying values of, you know, uh, integrity and, you know, being um, honest with each other in in being yourself. And I think it's that's sort of the new blueprint for for humanity in a lot of ways. Uh, I've been finding members in my community here in Big Bear that uh, for sure when I open up about, uh, you know, all the stuff I'm into, they're just like, what? They have no idea. We still meet eye to eye on so many other things um you know gardening or uh, you know uh, community um projects and these kinds of things so so we have great camaraderie and 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 uh, friendships and uh sharing and then um you know they, they because of those other aspects of our life are so strong um then that's and that's where the trust is 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 created and, uh, and, and I think that is these new communities that are going to, um, emerge. I, I think, you know, we're going to have to set aside this idea that they have to be on board with everything that we're doing <laughs> because there's just so many diverse people out there and different ideas and belief systems that the commonality, uh, first and foremost, uh, like my buddy, Jeremy is, is trust and integrity and, uh, you know making sure that we have each other's back no matter what right not because being you know? loyalty in the sense that obviously if he does something terrible i'm not gonna uh he i don't have his back anymore but as he stays integrity with himself and with others then uh then that trust is there uh he can trust me because he sees me doing the same in my life in my community and with other people you know we always um uh he's a fellow martial artist so we have that was sort of the bond that brought us together initially. uh we worked together in the film world and with martial arts before we even knew about our uh 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 passions in the u f o community so um so we the, those those sort of basics uh i think are key and and again, with you too Rob, you know I feel obviously we're the, we have the same interest in things like this, but There's this, I think, a new way of of uh, of uh, friendships that are uh, more based on that sort of just trust and integrity, and we're going to follow through what we say, and that those are same with our community members. These are sort of, I think, the new, the new 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 types of friendships. I would say Um, maybe they're old friendships, but they're just formulating and the bond is is strengthening because i feel i know for me what i value in life is um more about um integrity and trust in 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 having somebody that i know has got my back and when when things are are tough uh those are sort of the, the 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 i'm putting more value in that area of of friendships so um that I don't know. Do you feel that? Is that something that's you're starting to see that shifting with all the, I think this, this compression thing we were talking about before, it's sort of uh, molding and forming new, um, new, uh, relationships or, or old relationships, but new ways of, of looking at them.
1: Yeah. yeah, Absolutely. I think that's a huge thing because we just all collectively went through this trauma together.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, no matter what side you saw it from, well, left or right is how they portray it. You know, you either are this or this. But right, right. we we went through collective trauma together. And what happens when people go through traumas together? And we saw it during nine eleven, but it was very um, short. Yeah, you know, it's very short. It was months at that. And this has been, you know, years. We've gone through this together for years. And I think the amount of time we've gone through that was one moment, one day. And we watched uh, our fellow humans go through this for two years. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a big difference in the way we're receiving each other now. Um, and honestly, you know, honestly, I think it's a call back to an older time too. Mm-hmm. Back when, you know, before big cities were able to function on their own and people had the ability to, to have all the knowledge and power and in, in the palm of their hand um being able to find out people are relying on each other for things we haven't had that for a long time you know everyone's self-reliant everyone's i don't need anything from you because i can just look it up or hire someone to do it um we're coming back to that again that's from the trauma but again it's because all these uh institutions that all of us have seen in our life we've always seen these as the power that be the 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 people who do this for us, the people who are responsible for making sure we're fed, we're responsible for keeping the shelves stocked and the gas and, uh, you know, in the tanks and, and gas stations and all of these things. We also have begun to see now that we can't always trust them to do the right thing. And I think a lot of us have seen that for a long time, but now everyone has seen that. Gonna get it. The beautiful thing about how it landed is it doesn't matter what side you're on. If you're hardcore, I can only be a Democrat and everyone who's a Republican is horrible. Um, they still have people to yell at. And, and the same for Republicans. Yes. The Democrat. They've still got people to point the finger and say, these guys are screwing up bad. Mm-hmm. We need to fix stuff. And if we can't rely on them to do it, you know, then we'll do it. So it doesn't matter what side you're on. You still can come to the same conclusion. The system is busted. The the sink of the the collective uh, has holes in it, and if we don't fix this, it will sink. Okay. And I think this was a big wake up call for everybody. And I I'm not trying to be you know black pilled about it. I'm not trying to be, hey, the world's coming to an end because it's not. Uh, for me, I understand this is just another part of the cycle, um, and it's something that needed to happen to get people together. Mm -hmm. But that's the beautiful thing that happened, even even though there are still aspects of of what's happening now, it's still very divisive and uh, intentionally done. So less and less people are falling for it. Even people who I saw a year ago screaming, no, hey, if you wear a mask, you're a sheep or hey, if you don't wear a mask, you're going to kill everyone. Now they're starting to just breathe into it and understand why other people felt the way that they did and that's yeah. the most important thing why did you make that decision why did you feel so strongly about this you were willing to throw away a friendship why did you right, right. go on facebook and make fun of everyone who did this mm-hmm. and now we can talk about it it's not so hot uh in the moment but i think seeing the trauma unfold seeing the way everything happened and knowing that we have to do this on our own we can't trust them to do it um that's the recipe I think that's what made everything really uh, open up energetically that way
2: yeah yeah
0: I, I, I uh, you put it in that context it definitely uh, makes makes a lot of sense collective we we just went through a collective trauma <laughs> with each other I mean we're still going through it obviously but uh, yeah um, well I would definitely I wanted to get into some channel a little bit later but before that um, I wanted to just sort of open up to the audience if they had any questions directly for you. And then um, and maybe we could get into some of that. Aluna, is there anything in the chat?
2: Not really so far.
0: Okay, anybody have their hands up? I, I kind of just announced it. So yeah, big people, if you have questions, um, you can put it in the chat or raise your hand. Um, just want to give you guys an opportunity to interact with Rob here before, before we lose him
2: to the void. <laughs> to fishing with trim fishing yeah let's see who has their hand up here somebody has their hand up is that or is, am i just imagining glinda oh yeah glenn
0: okay yeah Glenn's
3: i just waiting, waiting patiently for you ruben <laughs> okay thank
0: you
2: i couldn't <laughs> i
3: couldn't see it over here thanks That's uh, it's all right uh hi rob it's really nice to to hear from you and and um i i started channeling a couple of months ago and i'm still kind of getting used to it and so and just kind of a funny story like when i do it i've got this voice that i listen back to it and i'm like well that sounds like alan watts and a little bit of george Harrison, and maybe some obi-wan kenobi <laughs> and then i went and i listened to you to yours um with trev and i'm like oh great now everybody th- is going to think i'm copying rob <laughs> with this but but my question to you is when when you're getting in touch with other entities like i'm really comfortable with what comes to me and how it's coming but like when i hear people say oh and then i got in touch with this person or that person or that person like how how do you tell the difference how can you feel inside when you're connecting with one entity as opposed to another or a collective or a group or however it is Good Question. yeah uh
1: first of all hi glenn thanks thanks for uh for saying hi too i uh, for for me, it's a very different experience. For me, I am experiencing uh, Treb in a whole different way than most people. Uh, most people are conscious channelers. Um, at least most people nowadays, I would believe, are conscious channelers. I'm a very deep trans channeler. Mm. Um, that's why Ruben said I'm going to be disappearing and fishing with Treb. Uh, uh-huh. So uh-huh. Gotcha. even then, uh, like Daryl Anka, he's a trans channeler, but when he goes out, he just kind of zones out. And for me, uh, when I'm channeling Treb and Ardiff, um, which is different when I'm channeling like Metatron or the Neal Collective, but when I'm channeling them, I'm actually doing like an astral projected state connection with Treb. So I'm just hanging out with him. And so you're not even like you don't hear yourself when you're
3: doing because like I'll hear myself and I'll start thinking, what did I just say? And then I just like totally pull
1: myself out of it yeah that's one of the, the the biggest hurdles for people who do uh conscious channeling. Yeah. um yeah it, i am completely completely gone i can listen in if there's something i need to hear or if there's something um that i ask to hear as long as it's not uh, someone else's communication with them like if trevor art if we're speaking to the public in general mm. um i would be able to listen in if i wanted to or if i asked to um i i don't with Obviously with people in their private sessions, there are some people who have no recordings because they know, you know, that whatever they talk about is a hundred percent out of the collector completely. So yeah, I'm not the best person to answer that, but I do, I do teach people how to channel and a lot of people come into this uh, uh, problem. And I would say when it comes to figuring out who you're channeling or what you're channeling, um, to start with, especially it doesn't matter. And the reason it doesn't matter, the only way you're going to be able to channel is through your higher self anyway. And if you're connecting through your higher self and what's coming back uh, resonates with you, it means you're not filtering it too horribly. Uh, And if that's the case, then whatever consciousness is there will eventually make itself understood to you or known to you. Um, But channeling is like anything in the world. It can be more of an art than a science. And the only way it's going to become feel more like science than art is if you do it so much, it becomes literally a regular part of your life. You're I'm living, sure. breathing and eating, yeah. channeling. And if you do that, then, you know, most of the time uh, you'll have that understanding. Now, there are some people I know who've channeled for five years, a year, six months, and they still don't know. Uh, Directly, who they're channeling. They're given a name, but they don't know who about and what about. Those are the type of people that are not like me. Um, I was too inquisitive. I had, you know, like an insatiable desire to know everything. And part of that's the the reason for that was my experience. I had just come out of a a long depression with drugs. Um, So in my lifestyle, I didn't trust anyone. So when I first met Trick, I didn't channel him uh publicly for two years because I'm like, who are you? Why are you here? Why are you talking to me? <laughs> so it was a process. And um the people who who can do it though, they do it well. Uh they and and I think part of the reason that their energy flows so well with their channeling is because the mental body's not connecting on to all those questions. So if you can try to at least train yourself that when you're feeling very curious about it kind of try to at least you know place an intention i'm going to know what i need to know and it's okay and kind of uh repeat that mindset over and over again um then probably eventually you will know and as you're doing it, and as you're connecting more deeply you'll find uh the energy becomes through you easier like you said right now that part comes up to you where uh, when something said that you don't understand or that's uh, contradictory to your beliefs, you're like, what, what the hell? Mm-hmm. And that's why I, I set myself up before incarnating in this earth. I'm like, if I'm gonna channel, I don't think I could do it because I would never, I could never conscious channel. Mm-hmm. Never. Um, I, I'm too inquisitive. My mind works that way. I want to ask questions. Um, to be fair, I'm the type that tries to poke holes in all the answers to see if it stands up. Oh, me too. Yeah. Yeah. And so I could never conscious channel, but since you are conscious channeling, just practice that repetition of intention that it is what it is because it needs to be what it is. And if it needs a change, it will. And for now it just is. And the more that you practice that mindset, the more I've seen that help people who are in the exact same boat as you are. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I hope that helps. Yeah, yeah.
2: All right, oh, James has a question. Go ahead, James.
1: Hi, James, how are you?
4: I really Thanks. it's fantastic to meet you. That's
1: fantastic to meet you, too. Sorry for looking down. I wanted to see your
4: face, because... All right, there we uh, go. go. I just have a question. It's kind of related to the last one, actually, but I've started to develop a connection with a Twin Flame connection I have within the IELTS. Um, and for me, when I bring her through the few times that I had so far, it feels like it's me talking because of the closeness of the connection. Um, and what I very much like last it's kind of like I'm getting too in the way, just like you were saying about conscious channeling. Do you have any words or advice? Because I keep kind of needing to have a sense. Um, something's coming from something other than myself to kind of validate it you know what I mean
1: yeah absolutely that's probably the hardest thing uh, about channeling in general whether it's people who are learning how to go into trance or people who are conscious channeling I don't think trance channeling is very teachable conscious channeling a lot easier to teach Um, when you're going through that self-trust is number one that's the first thing I teach I actually um, did a couple of videos on YouTube for people uh, with their opening channeling class. I'd suggest watching those. They're free to watch. Um, and they're both extensive on grounding, uh, self-trust, and a few techniques that help sharpen up that energy a little bit. Um, but when it comes down to that energy uh, of trust, it, it's something you can't Uh, hear the magic words and just accept it's something that you have to consciously practice over and over again something uh, trebinard have taught uh, a long time ago as a technique to people Um, it's a gigantic process to go through all the steps but if you just use the simple steps wear something on your finger a ring paint your fingernail different color do something that's going to be in your face all day long. Something that you'll see literally every couple seconds, um, every every five minutes. Uh, mm-hmm. If you sit in one place all day at work, put it on your desk. If you sit at home, put it uh, wherever you're sitting. Just make sure there's something that you can see that will remind you to be aware of yourself. And, and when you're doing that, it helps you remember to do the technique. So place that trinket around. Um, and anytime you start thinking about that energy, anytime you start worrying about that concept about, is this really, or is this really not? Um, let that trinket remind you to, to do the same thing. It's the similar intent. Everything is exactly what it needs to be right now because you have to build trust in yourself before channeling can even come through very well. So, so before you, you have the fight with yourself. Is this or is this not another consciousness? You have to first be able to trust yourself to let it come through. So, a lot of people say, Well, then, what do you, what, how are you going to be able to tell if it's your imagination, if you're mentally creating things, or if you're, you know, there's some mental thing wrong with you? Um, and honestly, it doesn't matter because the practice of letting things through. Even if it isn't, yeah, yeah, twin flame, even if it's just your higher self, it's still something that's important enough to be expressed through you as a vessel and something that you're needing in your own experience. Otherwise it wouldn't be coming through. So try to try to forget as much of the other stuff as you can. Let that come through. See how it's set. See how it feels. If it feels right, if it sounds right, then don't worry about it. Then just keep going on and practicing. And if you continue to do that, eventually there's going to be a discernible understanding within you. Uh, first of all, most of the time when you're first starting to channel in a conscious way from everything I've heard and feel and experience um, from others as like an empathy or as a, as a sympathy and understanding, most of the time, the energy that's coming through is something that's always similar to what they're able to process internally. And it's not until they practice doing that over and over and over again and learning that self-trust before the more complex stuff comes in. So to even get to that point, I think it's, it's a filtering system of consciousness. Like, hey, before we're going to let the, the more potent things come through, whether it's your higher self or EIL or whoever, we need to make sure that you can trust yourself enough uh, to accept it when it comes through. So just keep practicing and do it as much as you can Like when I first met Treb, I literally was channeling, or not channeling, sorry, meditating hours and hours and hours a day. I was like three times a day for an hour and a half. And something that really helped me with energy to understand energy, which helped me uh, feel Treb when he wasn't coming through me and to feel artists and and other consciousnesses was closing my eyes when I didn't need to use them throughout the day. Hours and hours a day, I would do that. I was starting able to discern the difference between the dogs in my house, like all these little dogs with their feet pattering on the floor, and I could feel the difference between them. So, letting more of that energy inside too, and letting you do that energy work uh, internally, uh, will be helpful too with discernment. But yeah, just practice letting it come through, see where it goes.
4: Cool. Thank you so much.
1: Absolutely, no problem.
2: Um. Let's see really quick.
0: Lucas has a question, but before we jump into Lucas, um, I wanted to just mention uh, Judy had a comment about uh, light language, perhaps playing with that. And um, I've noticed myself uh, doing when I do my breath work um, that uh, not light language, audibly come through, but physically I start doing different mudras and things are happening with my hands that, uh, I, you know, I don't, it's not intentionally like I've studied or anything, but just, just allowing that to come through in the, in the, in a physical form, uh, has definitely been what I feel like I'm on the right path to, to get into, um, some sort of channeling or understanding and usually I get downloads when I'm deep into the breath work I get some some information uh but wondering Rob if you have had uh any experience with light language um and uh or not how does that work for you
1: yeah for me directly there's only been a few times where that's come through and it's not been to me, I, I really couldn't discern if it was light language or just an extra dimensional being speaking in their own tongue, kind of either as a calibration tool or because the energy of their, their vocal language uh, is useful to the person who, who's having the session or not. Um, but when I listen back to it, it feels way, way different. Um, the thing I notice about most la- languages that are expressed now, at least in the last five years, is that they have uh, almost a musical element to them. Um, the expression of them sounds very musical. And I don't mean they're singing it or, or creating melodies with it. It just sounds like really musical and the energy that I had with my own channeling. These, uh, languages were definitely not as musical. Uh, they sounded very, uh, very alien <laughs> as a language, so. Um, I don't know if it was light language or not, but I do know light language um is something that Trevorar have talked about a lot uh is something extremely extremely useful and, and probably will be a newer way for most uh younger people and most people who are working through into channel find that initial first part is is an allowance, and that's probably actually a good suggestion for the last two people too um channeling deals with like verbal or verbal channeling and vocal channeling comes from the throat chakra and so many um, channelers i know have throat chakra issues and they work through that with channeling but also something that helped me get started when when i would already known trev and i wanted to bring him through as a channel consciousness um he taught me to to activate my throat like when i'm meditating just uh, and it doesn't have to be anything special. You don't have to sing. You don't have to ohm. Just oh, woo, wee, wah, wah, wah. Just get the throat moving. And when you do that, the energy piggybacks from that throat energy. And it helps activate and vibrate the whole area, uh, which helps it come through, too. So that might help for you, too. Well, you're doing the breathing Ruben. so I doubt you want to break that up with the ome. But Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> well,
0: yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, but yes, Tony, Tony for sure. Um, I have had experiences with that as well, so
5: um, that it 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 helps. So thank you. Yeah, yeah. Really excited to be connecting with this call from where we are. Uh, it was a crazy synchronicity that the baseball game, uh, Riga's son, that we came for this tournament. We're at uh, New York, Newark earthworks and this is like a mile uh around earthwork i don't know if you can see the hill back here i think now it's kind of blown out because of the sun but it's an epic earthwork that was going to be destroyed and there's a whole story i won't get into it's a really powerful place with some uh portals and all kinds of vortices in this space and that's where we're coming to you from, and I was really raising my hand for Maria because she had a question.
6: Yeah. So I really love the light language conversation that you were bringing up just a few minutes ago, because what happens for me a lot is I will do what you were sort of suggesting, Rob, where you like close your eyes throughout the day. I close my eyes a lot. (laughs) And often I will see symbols and one of the symbols that, and I don't know if you're going to be able to see it or not. How, what would be the best way to like, can you see
2: that? Hmm. Yeah. I, I can, but I,
1: I might have. A, you can a, rubber. No, I, No, I cannot. Sorry. Oh, okay. Uh, let me see if I can fix
5: something here. Oh, here we go. I can see it now. I okay. scrolled through. There you go. Yeah. Yeah.
6: Okay. Well, that symbol has come up a lot and hmm. it also seems to come up with a reptilian.
2: Yeah, Coloss. Uh, yeah.
6: Oh, uh, okay. So do you are you familiar with this symbol and what it means?
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh that symbol is a symbol for Coloss, which is a part of the Draconian Empire. Oh,
0: Coloss. Um, I was wondering what you said. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Colosse, an interview with the guy who channels Colosse.
1: Yeah, Beautiful. he's he's one of the people who uh, was on the brink of channeling and and was working with his consciousness. And um, I ended up there's a, I don't think I think he took his channel down, but there was one time where I interviewed Klosk too during one of our channeling sessions uh, for channeling. But yeah, I'm very familiar with him. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: And he's, a, he's an alpha draconian, right?
1: Yes. Uh, one fraction of the empire. It's, it's a, it's a collective group inside of the draconian, but it's a, it's a very strong energy and a very heavy energy for people who aren't used to the, the darker sides of consciousness. Um, so if that's something that, that you're open to, I wouldn't be surprised why you found it. And if it's something that's a little rough for you, the, the darker parts of human nature, it might be there to help you become more accustomed to it. But it's, yeah, it's, it's a hardcore energy for sure. Yeah.
6: yeah. <laughs> I'm just laughing because it is definitely something I struggle with. So, um, any suggestions <laughs> on how to integrate that?
1: Yeah, first, uh, you know, the, the part of yourself, um, cause all humans have reptilian energy, um, like several portions of the, the 12 different DNAs that were, were put into humans, uh, during the very initial part of, of our design as humans, um, way back from the Anunnaki, part of that was reptilian. Um, uh, three, three of the 12 are like reptilian. Um, so it's a huge chunk of our uh, of our DNA being reptilian, so we have to accept that part of the inner reptilian and reptilian doesn't mean to be evil that's the problem a lot of people um have kind of drew that conclusion that that's what being a reptilian is, but reptilian is being proud and being strong and uh standing in your power uh not backing down um it, It's the strength part. If you think of a warrior on Earth, if you think of the most notable warriors uh, through our history, the Janus Khan, Alexander the Great, Napoleon, these were reptilian archetypes, uh, non-compromising strength, uh, pride, honor, uh, these types of things. So it's very much about standing into that and to integrate it. Um, Do the things that are thrilling and exciting for you. Uh, like, not like, oh, you know, uh, I want to go for a walk in the park, which obviously is a great thing, but I want to jump out of an airplane. <laughs> these like very exciting, thrilling things, uh, and get in touch with your sexuality too. It's another part of, of the reptilian energy. And, and obviously I, sexuality deserves, um, the sanctity, the love, the respect, um, cause it is, it's a divine thing. But also, there's an animalistic aspect to it. And that's how most people first go into their reptilian energy is through the animalistic part of sexuality. Um, and it's not for everybody, obviously, but um, it is one tool to help open that up too. So awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I hope it helps. Awesome. I was surprised to see that when you held up your phone, and I was like, because, um, the the guy who channeled that has uh from what i've heard has taken down everything off the website youtube and everything. Yeah. he he's not channeling anymore unfortunately which is uh, uh wonderful because there was a lot of great stuff that came from the channeling that i would have pointed you to had it still been up so
6: well yeah i feel like it's starting to come through which is just interesting um because i have been verbally channeling a lot more I would say what in the last two weeks
5: especially since I got back from Shasta.
6: yeah like it's just blowing out of me now where before that was it was more of a conscious channel so I don't know we'll see we'll see what happens
2: that's amazing yeah I keep practicing I'm it keep doing it you Keep, yeah speaking of reptilians
0: uh, can we are you down to bring in uh Treb for or
1: or Art, if whoever feels more comfortable for you, but uh, doesn't matter to me, Treb's fine. Um, Treb is just as comfortable as Art, probably more. You know the routine, though. I'm going to have yeah. to take a few minutes to sure. do, so I'm going to jump off camera. You use the restroom, grab my water. Uh, All right. So give me about ten minutes, and sure. so when I get back, we'll we'll rock and roll. All right. I'll I'll keep talking to everybody here for All a minute. Right. Thank you. Thank you guys too for the questions. Great questions, guys. Great great exchanges. We'll see you in a Thank few. You. See you in a few.
2: Good evening, Ruben. Hi, Treb. How's it going?
7: It's been a while. Yes, it's very exciting to be here with you in this day. And I know that you have many questions, many ideas that you wish to share, and you make it whenever you are ready.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Thanks for coming on and doing this. It's been it's been way too long having this t- t- type of a one-on-one conversation. It, well not just one on one we have a, an audience today um but uh we've had an audience for a while actually since we put your interview out and i just wanted to check in with you to see how that how does that feel getting uh seen by by many now many thousands if if not tens of thousands if not
2: it could be million by this point
7: it's it's very exciting that so many humans are finding the energy of their own consciousness, which leads them to perceiving the consciousness that is reflectionary within our own co-creation with him, and knowing that human energy has interest or has consciousness that is excited to co-create with excitement, with our own excitement is very exciting as well. (laughs) Very exciting. Um, are you
0: able to connect with uh, you know, we talked in our last interview about how you're able to connect to inner people connecting to you through the form of television or interviews? Are you able to sense
1: that energy and feel that connection? Yes. Those who have been excited to connect with that energy, yeah. Oh
7: deeper level of their own consciousness and their own heart have brought a great deal of energy to my own attention, which is already focused upon the host on the earth, not co-creating energies that are extremely exciting. So that energy allows my own consciousness to have connected with thousands of entities that were already excited and knowledgeable of my own consciousness in this afforded a greater opportunity to help learn through co-creation for both consciousnesses as we've expressed previously many humans believe that we are sharing with earth and sharing information and giving a great gift and sharing that own energy but in our perspective we are all connected So if you are growing, we are also growing, and as we share in the expression of co creating, as you ask the queries that you are asking, gives us an opportunity to perceive that energy, the energy that we have never saw within your own self, and that allows us to see the energy in our own self that we have never seen in ourselves. And this allows us both to grow simultaneously through excitement and co-creation as well. Awesome. The increasing of
0: your energy, Rob's story, the the idea of benevolent reptilians, simultaneously we are having the exponential push for the idea of benevolent reptilians. And uh, the the buzzword, uh, he's a reptile, in in our uh in our pop culture has also come quite far and i know in our last interview uh you coming through at this time is sort of to help uh depressurize some of that negative uh, judgments and projections of 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 what the reptilian energy is what do you say to the other side that's also increased exponentially as far as
2: the that energy
0: and the awareness
2: Yes
7: if you perceive yourself as a part of the earth, then you are part of that energetic field of co creating with consciousnesses that hold polarity and duality, so as you are perceiving the consciousness that not all things that come once with consciousness can either be good or bad alone that all the energies must share properties of the possibility of both energies being expressed, which gives us that greater opportunity to share our consciousness. And when our consciousness holds a sharing of the energy, whether it is with one entity or whether it is a form of energy, it gives them a the sense of our own consciousness, In whatever decision that they create within themselves of what our energy is to them and what it is personally, it also reflects the energy of their consciousness of what energy they desire to be within. Now, if you're speaking of the reflection that is directly the consciousness of a relatively entity that are malevolent, as we have shared before in this galaxy, and of course, this galaxy is within its own right and holds a different percentage than other galaxies will. But if we are looking at our own galaxy, 80 to 85% of all reptilian archetype consciousnesses that are in physical bodies are there that are type 2 in nature, and out of 80% to 85% then 80% of that energy is what most humans would perceive as type 2 entities that are in the mid-range of neutrality all of the way to high malevolence form. But even as we look at consciousness, we do perceive that the energy of the universe has a desire to express itself through the means, where one race can hold the majority of the energy that is of type 2, But even through that energy, the consciousness of co-creating with those beings is an ample opportunity to teach yourself about adversity, to teach yourself of how to overcome that adversity, to teach yourself how to raise how am I able to take energy of others that would seemingly hold power over my consciousness, would seemingly hold power over my physical matters and body, Yet I am able to learn how to express my own energy through means that would reflect opinions, that would reflect a freedom of sorts, and would reflect a sovereignty. And when you are perceiving those energies in that way, it is quite an expression of expansion for your individual experience. But each time that another human perceives you, become that great example of how to create more sovereignty and this reflects back in the greater means of your own local collective group but also the greater earth collective group so in that way many humans at this moment are starting to see the greatness that is behind the entities that are malevolent in nature because they are one of the greater teachers how you can experience greatest, most free version of yourself.
2: Oh. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, I, I have a couple more
0: questions, but I wanted to go ahead and open to our audience to, uh, so I don't hog all of the questions. <laughs> um, let's, let's ask James
4: to lower his
2: hand. Go ahead, James.
4: Hi, Trevor. It's really, really amazing to talk to you today. I've been really excited actually to ask a question. Yes, and I am very excited to be here with you as you ask your question as well. So my question actually is very important topic and relates to benevolent reptilians. Um and I'm wondering if I may ask a personal question about an experience I had about three or four years ago. Yes. Um my my experience was sort of a dream state um projection, I guess. Um And I had an experience of meeting a very, very benevolent, loving reptilian. I believe if I'm not misrepresenting them, that it might be an avian reptilian hybrid. Um, but I just I had went through a number of different activities within the astral. One of them was queuing up with a bunch of people, seeing them walk up from behind a partially obscured shelf and then coming and meeting us in front of us, welcoming um us into another room where we were kind of symbolically given soup, a um, very nourishing experience. I had a few experiences around the same time, him coming in very close, me seeing his Tillion eyes up close. And it was so profound, it really did sort of guide me along my exploration in this life. And I'm so, so curious if you're able to tune in and give me some information about the the beings that I met and my uh, link with them.
7: Hence, the entities that you perceive in this dream state are not the entities that you could perceive as consciousness that is genetically a 50% or even portionally avian and the rest reptilian, but are in fact what most humans would see as the pure form of reptilian beings. But as the entities have expressed through your own scientific understanding, and even though it was less so upon the Earth's manifestation of dinosaurs, there are entities that are perceived as reptilian, that do hold avian features, such as feathers, or such as beaks for that toe. And if you are perceiving this specific race of entities, these are a very unique race that do not work with humans very frequently. The only reason that they are co-creating with you and the other entities that were involved in dream-state co-creations with them are because they are members of the Oversoul and Soul Family that work with you, and because they are quite benevolent and loving in their own expression, they understand that Earth itself is going through great change, and that humans themselves hold a vibration, desire to grow, expand, and because they perceive you personally and understood your ability to perceive them in that dream state, they offered a myriad of co-creations for you to have with them, so that you could experience more of that energy. There are energies that are subconscious, that are within all humans, Let hold a great deal of trauma towards the reptilian archetype of energy, and these entities were helping show that energy, to help assist you with the trauma release, and the co-creation of entities for you, to have accessible as guidance. Now even though these entities do not follow you day to day, hovering over your body and expressing their desire to guide you, they are considered extreme form of guidance-centered or guide-oriented entities. And these consciousnesses, if you are looking back the trail of consciousness, if you desire to understand locationally where they are at, if you look into the sky in your evening and look into the Libra constellation, these entities are within the center portion or approximately at the center point between the seventh and first brightest star of the constellation at approximately 3,400 light years in that direction, but to get now working with that human aspect of your consciousness because you are deeply connected on soul level as well.
4: Thank you so much. That's amazing. It's it's very synchronistic because I'm a Libra myself. (laughs) Yes. Very much.
2: You. you are very welcome as well. Thanks, James. Um Melinda,
0: did you wanna jump in?
6: That'd be great. Hi, Trev. It's really exciting to connect. Um I had a, a kind of meditative um vision where I saw what seemed like an Egyptian princess shape shift into what felt like a reptilian being and then go on to do some sort of time traveling to work on timelines. And I'm wondering if you can shed any light on that whatsoever for me.
7: (laughs) It is. In the dream states, there are three forms of dreams. The first two are where you are leaving your body and exploring the greater universe. Most of the time, humans do not frequently leave the earth in their first level of dream state but in the second level are more free to explore the galaxy, and sometimes the greater universe. But for the third layer of stream state, it is a place where the consciousness has tipped its creation. And what we mean by this is between the sixth density, where is the last layers of physicality of consciousness, and the seventh density, which is the first place of non-physical consciousness, between those realms, there is a place where you can create physically, even if you are not a physical entity, or even if you are expressed outside of your body through dimensional shift or multi-dimensionality. And once you achieve reaching this place of consciousness, there are many things that you can create. Can create projections, which are not physical manifest but are places to work through your mental and mental energies. Now, your dream state was in this third day of dream state, but it does not mean it did not hold a reality form. What was occurring was an expression, projection from your own consciousness. Understanding and reptilian entities had a very large part playing a role in crafting and shifting the human body and the human evolution as a society of consciousnesses, but also experiencing the levels of energy to come from the reptilian consciousness in Egypt and the portion of Egypt that created more modern versions of humans. And with your own incarnation cycle being within Earth and having several hundreds of incarnations, of these that was very important for the aspect of your reptilian co-creation came from that region of egypt one of these who were high assistants to a priestess which worked with the deities for the pharaoh and you were able to see the conscious co-creation of the entities in a telepathic way co-creating and forming conscious bonds with non-physical entities And even though you were not able to see these beings, you were able to hear the information and knowledge that came through, similar to the channeled state of energy, but also able to feel their energy very deeply in their nature. So all of this is a recall to those lifetimes and an experience that was projected to start perpetuating that reptilian form of energy That comes from Earth, so that you would be more comfortable working with reptilians in a long-term setting. And as you speak, there are many entities that are reptilian, that work with your overstone, your higher self, and multiple entities that guide with you. So if your desire is to work with reptilian consciousness, try to work within that layer of energy of yourself, that Felt very strongly and reacted very strongly in that dream state
6: as well. Amazing. Thank you. (laughs)
2: Yes, You are very welcome as
6: well. Let's
2: see. uh, Goretti.
0: Am I saying that right? Uh, Why don't you jump on with your question?
6: Thank you so much, Ruben. Hi, Treb. How are you?
7: (laughs) Yes, I am very excited to be here with you. I mean...
6: Same here. Oh my goodness. Um, I wanted to ask you about um my relationship with the Earth Reptilians. I know that I communicate with them a lot through my dream state, and um we co-create a lot
7: through my dream state.
6: And I wanted to see if um you pick up anything in
7: regards to any kind
6: of messages that they might have for me
7: or the group. Yeah. many of these Earth Reptilian be work with humans on more levels, some that are subtle, and some that are very strong. But being as these entities were born upon Earth just as you, there are multitudes of energy possibilities of spectrums that they manifest and fall and create from. In this example of co-creating with you and working with you, This is the part of that race that works very strongly in the sense of desire to open love and to open experience, but there are also entities that are involved in that race that work towards closing communication with humans and not offering a co-creation, in fact upon quite the opposite, of suppression of human desires and suppression of human behaviour, So as these entities are working with you, they desire for you first to know that you are a very important part of their personal experiences, that the small collective group that works with you is working with hundreds of different humans and works from a place of desire to open the relationships of humans and reptilian entities more so. But just as humans feel that they are limited, by those that they perceive that hold power. So all the groups of entities that work towards opening relations with humans, they feel as if their own leadership of reptilian entities would not be well happy or well accepting of the human creation, so put in a very quiet part of their own collective group of entities and families. So in that communication, they wish for you to understand how free it has been for them to co-create with you, just in the same sense that you have felt a greater freedom working with them, and in that consciousness, although you perceive yourself gaining a great deal more than what they may perceive from co-creating with you, that it in fact is an exchange of great excitement, great value, and great openness, And also wish to share with you that as you continue to explore your connection with him, the recognition of your own abilities that have opened you for the accessibility of co-creating with you can be focused upon more without the entrance of what humans fear to be called as an ego consciousness. It is only a celebration of your ability and of your growth and of your ability craft that growth, experience, that designing, creation as well. Thank you so much, Trev, for that.
2: Very cool. (laughs) Yes, you're very welcome. Uh, Let's
0: let's Glenn, you had your hand
2: up. Go ahead. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Hi, Treb. I'd like to give you two words to to get your perspective on. And those words are success and failure. And I think if we ask people how, what their criteria is for something that's successful or something that's failure, we'd get a lot of different answers. I, I'm curious to know from your perspective what's a success
7: and what's a failure. <laughs> In our own perspective, if you look at that word from a human level, you are very correct. But if you look at the idea of what it means to succeed or what the human perspective is on what the word itself means, then very much our own perspective is that success comes from your own consciousness existing in Earth as an expression of human consciousness. Any consciousness, but in your case, human consciousness in Earth, Fails when you only close yourself to the possibilities of your consciousness existing in that way. Many humans had what they perceive as failure, something did not go correctly that they desired, but in our perspective they were trying to create something, not knowing that that attempt in the creation, from their perspective, was in fact opening greater doors, and shutting off all of the things that they thought, perhaps in that moment, that were needed or required, but in fact would have prevented greater things from experiencing and expressing. So in that sense, the greatest successes occurred in their perspective of failure, and in our perspective of failure, one can never truly fail, but the closest that we can perceive that comes to the word as failure is the construct of closing oneself off to the attempt of working with your own betterment, with your own consciousness or simply allowing yourself to exist at a soul level we try to perceive that energy from the highest levels of consciousness that is available in our galaxy in the universe but as we perceive that soul level of consciousness we agree very much on the fact that if you exist in a physical reality you have done the job that you were meant to do for the soul's betterment, for the fractal consciousness's betterment, for the higher self's betterment, from all parts of that over-soul's betterment, and for all collectives that that fractal of consciousness is put into. So in that way, nothing can be experienced as failure. But when you do not care whether you are existing or not, you are losing a great ability to have an experience be it bad or good be it positive or negative be it by your own standards of applying the words and meanings to the words of success or failure so in that way a failure can be taken out of your vocabulary if you desired from our own perspective and what word can be left is success or the lack of attempting to try.
2: Awesome. Uh, Glenn, you good? All right. Uh, let's, let's jump in. Uh, Sheena, you have your hand up. Go ahead.
6: Um, I just have a, hi, Trev and uh, Rob. It's an honor to talk to you. Um, I just had a quick question about dragons. It might be kind of obvious. Um, given that we're talking about lions, but, um, I've done some plant medicine work and some diet. And during some of the isolation diets, um, I've drawn dragon energy. So I'm just curious about what those entities, if they are, I mean, if the, the connection is as direct as it might be, or if there's um, kind of some realms within like the earth plane that they govern, um, at least from like Amazonian sort of medicine
2: physician perspective. Yes.
7: If you are looking at the the energy of the dragon, the dragon is a representation of the reptilian energy that exists as an archetype. And when humans are working with a dragon consciousness, even though mythology is a part of that expression and the way that humans perceive that energy is part of the earth expression, The energy of the dragon is truly a second-density form, The third-density consciousnesses that are reptilianoids or reptilian-humanoid consciousnesses by human standards. So when you are working with that reptilian energy, you are working with the protective form of energy, the protectionary form, the strength form, and in the Amazon, the energy of the dragon is fairly relevant, potent, to the energy of its indigenous forms of humans. Even though there have been great deal of suppression and invading upon that area, there still remains true to the entities that experience, and the nature, the second and third density land that surrounds a greater strength and honor that expresses its experience as in existence. And even though the human consciousnesses look at indigenous humans in a way that can be lesser because of their evolution towards technology and acceptance of society, they in fact embody and embrace the form of dragon energy more so than the majority of human collective energy Because they stand upon their own perspectives and beliefs, they stand upon their own deliberation of what is good and what is not good, what is right and what is not right for themselves and others. It is an expression of strength and energy. Now, when you are speaking of the medicinal plant energy and the dragon consciousnesses that are connected with this, this, too, is a part of the strength of that medicinal energy to print out your simple experience of pride and knowing what is confidence within yourself. But more than this, it has an energetic property that is relating the construct of the kundalini forms of energy, your biblical snake that came from the tree and bit the apple of knowledge, the apple of life. These constructs are the from the creation of allowing yourself to be at the very base of your chakra system, and the reason why it is always perceived as a snake that is coming up and down the spine energy, starting at the root of your crown chakra, that you must exist in strength and be grounded deeply to the root of your existence in order to achieve the higher realms of consciousness. your crown chakra and I are quite useless without your ability to have that energy grounded to the earth extremely and deeply so from this plant kind of energy it is the representation produced Is the representation of your biblical a snake that is within your tree and most of all and from our own perspective the symbol that embodies that consciousness more than is your dragon as well.
6: Thank you so much. Thank
2: you. Hey it's... right. Uh Lauren, go ahead. Hi Trev. Um so
6: I had a couple experiences. I was in Mount Shasta a week and a half ago and I had done a meditation hike in the mountain, a group meditation. And that night I woke up in the middle of the night and actually heard in my right ear um, four, four high-pitched tones that kept repeating. So it went like one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Was that some kind of visitation? And then I also had a meditation where I saw reptiles on the ground, and they had symbols on them, so almost like the oriental-type symbol. And it was in relation to a pain in my leg and ankle. And I'm wondering
7: how to interpret that those chippy things. <laughs> the sounds in your ear are manifestations of co-creations. Some humans, of course, have an imbalance within their inner ear that can create some low humming noises. But for the most part, any time that humans have a form of Repetitive shifting and octavely changing vibrations in their ear. It is from the contact of your third eye activating. Imagine yourself as a chakra activates in the organ that is in direct vicinity will operate on a higher form of energy. So now the inner ear as an organ, the brain to receive the organ, will in course become more active. And start using the energy signals that you hear, the four tones and pitches being different were the representing the four stages of energy that you had gone through in that experience, and acceptance and desire to open an opening energy, the exploration of that opening energy, and the complete opening and mastery of exploration. So in those four stages, the four energies are being expressed through the audible tones of your third eye receiving that energy by the higher self and by the guides that work with you, both internally and externally. When it comes to the reptilian entities that have the symbols upon them, as your body was hurting, as your leg, as you expressed, was caused by pain, this energy is showing you that it is the root chakra that you must work upon in order to alleviate that energy. And even if you were to heal physically through medicine or through other practices of healing, whether it be of a spiritual nature or medicinal nature, that it still requires that cleansing of the root chakra energy, your acceptance in existing, the feeling of being grounded to the earth, The acceptance of where you are and and how you are in that moment, that is very important. So these energies are linked to your own consciousness and knowing where to work with that energy as well. Wow, thank you so much.
2: Yes, you are very welcome as well. All right, so we're going to have
0: got time for probably one or two more questions. Uh, Beth, go ahead, get, get your question in there.
8: Hi Ruben, hi Trav. Thanks so much for being here. This is an amazing experience. Um my question is sort of a two-parter. Um I have been told that I have a lot of uh snake medicine. Um and serpent and snake uh symbolism is something that often comes through for me um in different types of astrology or with like Kundalini energy uh or even past lives that I that I remember. Um and also snakes have been something that has been really present um, in like my maternal lineage. Uh, my aunt has had a snake that just came into her home recently. And my mom has been dreaming about snakes. Um, and we've had snakes like at our front steps <clears throat> this past week too. Um, so I'm curious and would love your insight on how I can best continue to tap into and integrate this energy as as like a reptilian Um, energy and frequency um, and also how to continue understanding it in terms of a potential like DNA uh, lineage in our family.
7: When you are looking at the repetition of the symbols of snakes that occur within your family, it has less to do with the consciousness that is bound around the energies of the, the lineages itself but more so the energetics behind the lineages. All humans hold a vibration of energy, that is, physical and DNA portions, that hold reptilian genetics itself. But the energies that are activated from your genetics are quite individual and separate from human to human. For example, if you were to have five archetypes of energy that are within your DNA. Most humans activate one, subhumans are able to activate two, and very few are able to activate more than this. Within your own family, all of them tend to lean more so towards the activation of both reptilian and pleiadian energies, and the reason why the reptilian form of energy is showing to you so deeply, is that many times that reptilian energy and pleatian are counterproductive in some areas. For example, some energies that you may have work well to complement one another, and with Pleiadian and reptilian energies, both that are in one human, does not mean that that human will hold in balance, or will hold, counterproductive energies for themselves, but what it does mean is that the energies of their focus, if only focused in one way, can hold lack of benefit or maximisation of that benefit without the utilisation of the other, or by using one or the other in certain percentages, benefits more deeply. What these symbols are showing, to your family and through the lineage of that energy, is even though these are the portions of energies that are activated within you, to lean more heavily upon that reptilian energy, and what you can do yourself to implement more reptilian energy, is that at the base chakra, working as through all of the attributes and traumas that exist, doing so with the understanding, without the energy of second-guessing yourself, and go through with affirmation and acceptance to all of the energies. For example, many humans, I do not know if I belong in this city or state or country or world, in that matter, and if you're working with that reptilian energy, simply express, of course, you belong there, otherwise you would not be here, you plan on going nowhere as well. With that energy, working, Nature working with the earth and connecting to as much of that earth energy of nature and the physical outdoors place are very important in that energy as well. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes,
2: you're very welcome as well. Treb, do you have time for one more question? It is. All right. Uh, Lucas,
0: you had your hand up.
6: Hey, Treb. Mm. How are you? <laughs>
7: yes, we are very excited to be here as
6: well. So one of the most exciting parts of being human right now is synchronicity and um, plans changing at the last minute. And um today we had big plans of leaving first thing in the morning. And we felt very cold to stay here in this earthwork, this mound, and listen to this call. So I'm very, very curious why we chose to stay here. Is there a frequency that you're sharing with this mound that uh, needed to be expressed?
7: Yes, we are sharing a vibration with that area but it more so centers on your own participation with that mound. In your own desire to co-create with us, your call to hear us, this comes from your desire to be in that place and be surrounded by our collective vibration, my own consciousness, the host consciousness, a Ruben consciousness, and every individual that is within this group Because there is an energy that holds a reptilian activated form at this moment, a call to that energy of grounding to the earth, but also your own excitement, curiosity, and reptilian energies holding an activation, it is very important for you to be in that place for the benefit of yourself and for the benefit of co-creating with that mouth and the energies of transmutation in that mound that is occurring from traumas of humans that have acted against to the nature of that land. So in that moment, yes, we are here to share that energy with yourself, but more so you place yourself in that region because of our connection and co-creation and your desire to help in whatever way that you can and share your own love with Earth is the part of the experience that was most resonant to the synchronicity that led you to that area and that led you to receiving the co-creation at this moment as well.
6: Thank you so much.
7: And just to clarify, (laughs) are are you
0: guys
5: at Serpent Mound right now? Is that Serpent Mound or is this a different mound? This is a different mound. This place is amazing. I heard about it. I've heard about it years ago but it's this enormous circle and then there's also an octagon that's a few miles away and this whole area is just covered in earthworks the octagon has a golf course running through it uh, but fortunately a lot has been saved um so it, it uh, i'll have more photos and things to share it's the newark earthworks awesome Where we are it's uh, near columbus ohio but you're not too far from serpent mound and that energy you guys go there all the time yeah. They're very connected. Really. Yes. Super
6: connected. Yeah.
5: Very
0: cool. Well, thank you. Thank you. And, um, uh, Trev, I guess we'll, we'll close her up here. Thank you for, for coming in in this way and fashion as always. And just, it's always such a, uh, an honor to have these connections and, and for you to share this information. I'm just, um, so happy that you, you, come and do this in this way
2: and shared it through rob yes i am very excited
7: that i am co-creating with you again ruben as it is always an excitement to co-create with those that are especially excited and by doing so to give great benefits to all who have the opportunity to connect with that excitement of their own excitement as well and we will leave all of you this day in love and in light. And we will experience each other in one form or another in the future as well. Thank you.
2: <laughs> Good night. Good night. And is he back? Maybe a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. I don't know.
0: Great. Thanks, Rob. Um, we just talked to Treb, I think.
2: You know you, you, we'd
0: love to do this again we have so many other entities there was a request for metatron and um and also uh Ardef, but uh i had to get my trip pics. it's been a minute uh, so i appreciate you know you uh f- facilitating that and um I, I we had a lot of great questions and yeah thank you always
1: Oh, absolutely, brother. I'm glad Treb uh, had a chance. I can always tell when Treb talks for more than just like five or ten minutes because I feel the burn in my cheeks teeth, there, the smile, you know, yeah. like a feel. It's so, it's so
0: awesome. Oh, man. Thank you again for, for all your work and uh and, and coming on in this fashion. And I'm going to do your show coming up. You said you're going to fit me in somewhere in the coming weeks. So uh and yeah, probably uh mid august or early august yeah cool i'll make sure and and share that with uh the group here so we can tune in and and yeah you guys uh rob's doing a lot he, you know he's he's doing his radio show again and uh you know t- tune in help support him uh he's just he's one of the greats uh out there uh doing this work so uh much hats off for everything you're doing and Kalina and everybody else uh, that supports you um we we definitely want to support uh everything you're doing
1: i appreciate that brother it means a lot to me and uh it's been an amazing time with the radio show doing it again and uh reaching more people with conversation that i feel are, are meaningful and uh, i can't wait for yours of mine we did one uh, a while ago back in long time ago 2015 2015, 2015. yeah yep yeah, it was amazing. So you got a lot to catch up it. on. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm glad to be here, and uh, I'll, I'll be back around, guys. I'm part of the portal now too, so I'll be able to comment, in, jump in, and, and spend a little more time with you guys too. And uh, it's been it's been good. It's been fun. Absolutely. Thanks again, Rob. Uh, we'll call that
0: a day, and uh, we'll figure out when to get you back on again in the not nice distant future. This time, we won't wait so long. uh, that would be wonderful. We'll see you guys next week. We have uh, Sir Landon coming in. So uh, have a good week and integrate all of this uh, wonderful information. And we'll see you on the next one. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you like this interview. We actually do this every week on my membership portal page. And you can access it through interviewwithed.org or click on the link. uh, Somewhere in here, I'll put a link and uh, come over and join us. You too can ask questions every week. We have new special guests and uh, it's a lot of fun and you get to ask questions directly to the channelers and to the beings that they channel. So see you in the portal.